Well, good morning again, everybody. Um, uh, my name is Paul. Uh, with my wife, Becca, we lead uh, Trinity Vineyard Church. Welcome to you all again. It's been wonderful singing with you this morning. Uh, I'm just going to take five minutes of your time to tell you another Christmas story. It's a different story from the one you've been hearing about so far, but uh, towards the end, you might see where we're going. Um, I want to tell you about Max's Christmas. So that's the title of this story. Once upon a time, there was a girl called Max. Max lived in the countryside in a small village. She loved the fresh air and the green fields and the animals that lived around her. And the people were friendly and happy. In Max's young life, there was only really one problem. The village school had been closed. So every morning and every evening, no matter what the weather, whether it was hot or cold or wet or dry, she had to walk to the next nearest school, which was miles and miles away. It took her a whole hour to walk there and a whole hour to walk back. She didn't complain. Sometimes the walk down the path and through the fields and through the trees was actually quite nice, but it did take her a long time. And some of her friends had bikes. And the journey that took her a whole hour would take them less than half the time. Max didn't complain, but she did wish she had a bike. So when Christmas was coming, she asked her parents, do you think that someone would give me a bike this Christmas? I could get home earlier and spend even more time on my homework, because that's what children like to do with their time. Her mum and dad, they looked at each other and said, Max, let's wait and see. Bikes are very expensive. We're not sure. But Max thought to herself, that's not a no. Maybe I will get a bike for Christmas. So time passed. And when the time came, the family put up their Christmas tree and covered it in lights. And a wreath was hung on the door. A beautiful wreath was hung on the door. And advent calendar windows opened one by one. But on Christmas Eve, there was still no presents under the Christmas tree. So Max asked her mum and dad, where are they? Where are the Christmas presents? And Max's mum said, I'm sure they'll be there in the morning when you wake up, my love. So Max went to bed that night. She was so excited that she barely slept. She tried to calm herself down and remember that her parents hadn't promised her anything, but she just couldn't help herself. And when she finally did drift off to sleep, she dreamt of riding to school and riding everywhere on a brand new bike. Max woke up early and opened her curtains to see snowflakes gently drifting down through the morning light. It was the perfect Christmas day. Max raced downstairs full of excitement and rushed to her, uh, the tree. But when she got there, her heart sank. Because under the tree, there were just three small presents. One for her dad, one for her mum, and the smallest for Max. No bigger than her own small hand. I thought I had Max's Christmas. Oh, Arthur, could you pass me that? Throw it to me. Thank you. Here's Max's present. The box was just too small. It was too small for her excitement. It was too small for her dreams. It was too small to be a bike. And a little tear rolled down Max's cheek. Shall we say, oh, 
This is a sad story, isn't it, so far? So Max went to see her mum and dad and crawled into their bed. They said, happy Christmas, and hugged her. Let's go and open your Christmas presents, they said. Max couldn't. She knew that if she did, she would burst into tears. And she was sure that whatever the gift was, it would be lovely. But it couldn't be the thing that she wanted or needed. It's okay, she said, let's open them later. And Max did everything that she could to avoid later. They ate breakfast, and Max had three bowls. They went to church, and Max walked very slowly home. They ate Christmas lunch, and Max even volunteered to wash up. And they played in the snow until Max was too cold to carry on. But later came all the same, and the family gathered around the tree. And Max's mum passed Max her present and kissed her and said, Happy Christmas, my love. And Max tried to smile and look excited as she opened the present. Does anybody want to open Max's present? There you go, Anton. Anticipation. What is it, Anton? What is it? A bike bell. Can you give it a ring? There we go. But Max, Max was confused. Perhaps mum and dad were playing a cruel joke. So Max did start to cry. And mother hugged her as she cried, but her mother was laughing at the same time. Perhaps it was a joke. But then her dad stepped out of the room and came back a moment later carrying what? Carrying a bike. Well done. A lovely red big bike with nice thick chunky tires that looked perfect for the winter snow. And Max was so happy she carried right on crying, but the tears were glad tears now and not sad tears. And she said, why did you wrap the bell? Why didn't you wrap the bike? And her dad said, well, the bike was just too big. Bikes are so big and they're wonderful things, but they don't really fit under a Christmas tree. At least not the kind of Christmas tree you can have in your house. We're sorry to have made you cry, Max, but don't you see, the bell was just a sign of the real gift. It's a wonderful bell. We know it will ring beautifully, but it's the tiniest and least important part of the present. Now, Max did love the bell. It did everything that she ever asked of it, but she really loved her bike, and she rode it to school every day. Not every day. Five days a week, and then on the weekends as well. But Max had learned a lesson that sometimes the best gifts are not the kinds of things that fit under a tree. The end. That's Max's Christmas. Let me add something to that. At Christmas, we need to learn that same lesson. It's easy to focus on the bell and forget the bike. What is the bell? The bell is the time off, the parties, the celebration, the eating together, the seeing old friends and making new friends the giving of gifts, the trees and the traditions. These are wonderful things, but they're only a sign and indication that point beyond themselves to something else. 
the bike, the true gift of Christmas, the most amazing gift that there's ever been. These songs we've been singing, this story we've been acting out this morning, those tell the story of that gift. And think of carols like Hark the Herald Angels Sing with their strange old words. But they try to paint a picture of that gift. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. What does that mean? Just this. And at the heart of it is very simple. That God chooses to come and be amongst us. And that is what the Christian faith is. I have lots of conversations with people about whether they believe in God or not. But that is not really at the heart of the Christian faith. It's not just that God exists, but that God has come to find us. And though we don't always realize it, that every human is lost and isolated from their maker and father. And that's what the birth of Jesus is, and that is what Christmas is for. That there's a possibility that we might sing the song, that it's, a, it's not a Christmas song, but it's a very famous song, and you might know the words. I once was lost, but now I'm found. God comes to find us. God comes into our lives to find us. This is how one story uh, in the gospel, uh, one gospel story, one of the gospels begins the story of Jesus. Now, it doesn't mention Jesus by name. Instead, it calls Jesus the word and the light. But let me read it to you. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came to witness, to testify, to tell us about that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. To all who receive him, to all who believe in his name, he gives a gift, the right to become children of God. Why did the word, why did the light come and live with us ordinary humans? And the answer is so simple. It's because God loves us and wants to be close to us. We love, when we love something, we want to be close to it. Jesus, born as a vulnerable child into a hurting world, is like a light burning in the darkness. That light is the light for anyone, anyone who would receive him. Anyone who ever feels that there are times when the world is dark or even when they discover that there is a darkness in their own hearts. The writer says this is the gift. The gift is the chance of knowing God himself. To those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. 
We wish you a Merry Christmas. We hope you have a wonderful time. We hope you enjoy all the lights and the love and the food and the decorations. Just remember, the bike is not the bell and the bell is not the bike. What is the true gift? The gift that is free to anyone who wants to receive it. And what if today you could leave having begun a new journey with the God who loves you and has sought you out. Mm -hmm.